Hey bowlers, thanks for downloading and listening to episode 31. Just wanted to hop on and give a quick editorial note because the show ended up being uh, laden with a big technical difficulty in that the soundboard that plays my uh, ISOs and clips was not outputting correctly. It switched audio drivers when I recorded uh, and therefore there's a lot of context missing when the uh, soundboard plays. Sometimes you can hear it picking up faintly in our headphones through the mic. So it's a bit of a disaster. But uh, we decided to clean it up a little bit as best we could. We fixed the intro and then we're going to give it to you as we performed it uh, with all of the beautiful errors still included. We do want to do a makeup show because we kind of feel bad about this week's show. So we're going to be live on Friday for a special episode. Check us out at 10 p.m. Central still on the Hog Story stream. Thanks for listening and enjoy. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Thank you, Dean Jennifer, for that sexy introduction. Be able to use it. Welcome, bowlers. And Uh, hogs and smokers in the smoker. Yeah, in the smoker to the hogs listening along. We're doing this live now. Second time uh, we started last week doing the live show, so we're going to continue that. Here Uh, on the Hog Story Network. That's right, the Hog Story Network. Uh, 10.04 Central Time, local time, on a Tuesday night, and uh, we've got a few things that are interesting to talk about, a few things to go over. We've got well, some uh, voicemails as well to share a little later on after we get into some stuff, so uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, the number is 816-607-3663. Yes. <laughs> that That's right? right, yeah, 816 3663. Okay. Leave, a fo- leave us a voicemail, day or night. We will play them on the show. Day or night, night or day. Oh, you were on another podcast the other day. You're on a friend's podcast the other day. The other day? Yes, yes. I did the Grumpy Old Ben's yesterday with Mr. Darren O'Neill. That was fun. He was, uh, so Sir Bemrose is on vacation, glamping as it were. Um, glamping huh glamping and this was coming up for a while so Darren had been talking about it on the show for a minute and he was like if anybody wants to you know sit in Bemrose's seat while he's out just shoot me an email so I did and I I was just I just happened to be in the chat that morning while he was playing some songs and stuff because I guess he was just feeling like taking the day off but then he was like yeah you know what we'll do it and decided to do it I'm glad we did because it was fun it was cool talked about a lot of different things we talked about uh baseball and we talked about a lot of kansas city things like baseball and barbecue and jazz um i kind of tried to like complain about a grumpy old man about like the kids music these days or whatever but i'm not really a ben at all no but but you are grumpy i can be grumpy (laughs) 
can be grumpy for sure. That's cool. Well, we got uh, some things happening in Missouri, little squirrely things. Uh, namely, the biggest thing is the uh, couple, the meme couple, who had brandished weapons when uh, um, protesters of various peacefulness, uh, alleged peacefulness, alleged peaceful protesters uh, had entered their private gated community and then had also they're basically walking across their front yard, walking on their property too. Uh, and they kind of armed themselves and said, get the hell out of here more or less. I mean, the videos everywhere. You can watch them. Uh, so now this week, the, um, the circuit attorney, St. Louis circus circuit attorney, circus attorney might as well be (laughs) Kim Gardner, uh, had announced federal charges against these guys. So, Previously, the they had been raided and the weapons were seized. So then, then charges, the fe- felony charges were filed. Um, it's like the dumb state to do it in. Okay, so yeah. in Missouri, for those of you who don't know, we have one of the strongest castle laws in the whole country. Uh, in Missouri, you are guaranteed your Second Amendment right to bear arms and defend yourself or your property. You do not have any sort of, um, a lot of states include like some kind of a duty to try to flee. Like you can only fire and brandish. You can't, it's not even in the case you can't fire at people. You can't even like brandish the weapon in certain places unless you try to flee first and you cannot flee. Hmm. Um, in Missouri, basically, if they come into your backyard or up on your front porch, uh, uninvited, unwelcome, that's it. That's, it's game over at that point. Um, and your Second Amendment right is, attack, is protected. So um, it's like one of the ro- most robust self-defense laws in the country. The Missouri AG and the governor have both come out, to, I think, today, actually, against this. Um, so basically, AG is seeking the case to be dismissed, and Governor Parson has already made it clear without a doubt that... Uh, he will pardon the McCloskeys, saying that the prosecutor's actions defy common sense. Uh, prosecutor Kim Gardner should focus on unsolved homicide cases instead, the governor says. So, um, really, the it's it's kind of a battle between the local and the state, but Missouri's constitution is super clear on this. There's been um, times where there was a lot less clarity that it's still your right is protected. So that includes, like I mentioned earlier, that includes property. So if somebody comes up to your car even and they're trying to steal it, trying to jack with it. Um, one guy, I think in 2017, that was like the most recent controversial one. Uh, there was a case involving a guy who had his phone stolen by a guy and then shot him while he was running away with his phone. Uh, and that, I, th- I think he was still clear to charges just because... Again, it's the property, and it's it's so strictly written to have, like, shalls and no exceptions, and every time it's always sided with the person acting in self-defense of their person or property. So we'll see how that goes, but, you know, these charges are... There's no way they're going to stand. There's not, they, they don't have any legs to stand on. Took their guns. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's the that's the... 
kind of the whole self-defense idea and like the most basic right really anywhere in the country you should be able to if somebody <laughs> comes onto your property trespassing and shouting then you know you should have the right to say get out of here and point a gun in their face <laughs> and if they don't leave like start firing the gun hippity hoppity get off my property <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and no one was hurt. You know, like, that's the best right. part of it. Like, nothing. They left. But mm, yeah. No shots were fired. Nothing happened. But uh, these vindictive prosecutors, and there's already been George Soros money highlighted and floating about. Uh, these vindictive prosecutors are just going to try to make political statements and make headline cases that obviously don't go anywhere. But people really ought to be disbarred for this type of thing. Uh, it's such a. It's not only a waste of time, it's an abuse of the Overton window. It confuses the public. It's going to make a bunch of kids think that, like, these charges are justified when they're completely absurd. So just the fact that the charges were brought, now you have a segment of the anarchist woke kids who are, you know, really thinking that this should be the way that it happens. Hmm, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it like that. I mean, if it didn't serve any type of purpose, they wouldn't do it at all. So it's serving purposes, but I think that's the main one. It's just changing the way that people think. It's putting in there, like... And and it's also putting people directly in government and in, you know, prosecuting positions that will bring these types of absurd charges. I mean, just the fact that she's in there and she'll do it is already bad, bad, bad. Yeah. But I'm sure it will work itself out. It's just how do we... How do we uh get her just out of there? <laughs> that yeah, should be right. the next concern, man. Guilty until proven innocent. Yes, exactly. It's not right. Another St. Louis story. Uh, an artist's Black Lives Matter mural was painted over, apparently, inadvertently, by not a city program, but a city-affiliated graffiti removal program. So it's like, uh, so this nonprofit that operates in the city and they get money from the city uh grant money in part i'm sure they do fundraisers i'm sure they do other things but the city also refers graffiti complaints on their like 311 or whatever to them they're one of the cleanup crews so as you can imagine there's a lot of the shit going on um this year it's a heavy graffiti season right now and uh this mural in question was painted by, I guess, an artist. Um, if you look up the picture of it, there's like an arch and a black fist and lots of hearts, 314, uh, Kaepernick's kneeling with a big afro. There's a fleur-de-lis. I don't know if that's referring to like the saints too because uh, that's kind of confusing, mixed messaging or whatever. I'm not sure. And then it says Black Lives Matter in kind of like crude block letters. The whole thing looks like uh, I want to say maybe third or fourth grade art project. Third or fourth grade? Third or fourth grade, somewhere in there, you know? One of, like, the better ones in third or fourth grade. Looks like something that I would have pulled out of my memory box we were going through the <laughs> other day with, like, the cards and little marker drawings, you know? So, the I guess some people in the neighborhood complained and called it in as graffiti, and then those guys came and whitewashed it. Well, the owner of the company... Or the the renter of the building, I want to say the tenant. It's not super clear. I'm trying to scan, but um, basically she had said uh, 
her sister was the artist and her sister has like apparently sold these murals before for hundreds of thousands of dollars so like it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars but like this is the here maybe you can see oh (laughs) this is the picture there's no background or anything so the other guys they thought and so this was the the picture right when it was painted so we also don't really know what it looks like what it looked like when they painted it over okay um but according to the people who that non-profit group it looked like it had already been defaced like Mm. they were saying that this group defaced it by whitewashing it but they were like no we just got there and there was like a wall it looked like there was like a mural that had also been defaced and i mean it wouldn't take but maybe two or three more tags over some of this for the whole thing to look like a kind of a hodgepodge of what the hell's going on there's not really a kind of a cohesive, cohesive theme yeah. i mean there is there is in the abstract sense of black lives matter and like all of the um kind of racial protests that are going on right now there's a 314 which is st louis area code there like i said this flirtily makes no sense it's kind of like big and central <laughs> it's like it's almost like if it was the American Gothic and it had Kaepernick and then his wife would be the Florida. Yeah. That's how it's like set up here. Like it's really weird. But anyway, that's our St. Louis happenings. They try to kind of hog the, the news cycle in Missouri typically. Yeah. Well, and they typically succeed. I have a St. Louis story too. Lay it on me. Well, the uh, secretary of state, Jay Ashcroft has ordered Cannabis Plus Missouri LLC and its executives to pay penalties and restitution for unregistered securities it sold. Hmm. They sold like $10,000 worth of unregistered, non-exempt promissory notes, which were they were saying were investments into getting their licenses and stuff. They were claiming to be a medical marijuana distribution group oh. going for a license, but then they ended up spending the money on themselves. Imagine which that. Which makes it fraud. Huh. And now they got to pay everyone back. I feel like I remember being pitched something similar to that in like 15 or 16. Yeah. Where where there was like, you were buying a share of this company that didn't exist yet, basically. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. At the Cannabis Industry Association meetings, there were all kinds of people playing that pitch. Shady guys, man. Give money to me. I'll give you a piece of my profits. Mm-hmm. See, uh, Darren O'Neill asked me a little bit about, like, the five-year break in podcasts, and he kind of brought up, like, how it's tough to look at your metrics when they slow down, and uh, if, like, not as many people are listening or downloading, you wonder, like, why are you doing it, or, like, is it worth it, or is it a waste of time? And I said, man, that never was our problem. You know, we would do this show for one person if one person was listening, you know? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I've never looked at the metrics. (laughs) Yeah, I mean how much of it can you trust but i mean they're small they're small they're you know it's whatever your metrics are i mean i guess that's just not why we did no right that's not the motive for sure we obviously want more people to listen and over time we will grow a listenership just by being around even uh and constantly improving but i was like you know the real reason that we kind of stopped was because it was the show was kind of an offshoot of the activism that we were doing at the time and yes. the lobbying that we were involved in at the time. And that really dried up when the activists, uh, the grassroots activists were sort of separated from the machine that was the 
the le- cannabis, the, the cannabis, the, yeah, the industry, the medical industry, uh, that kind of got it done and, and rolled through. Yeah. Um, well, our, our district got cut out of signature gathering, uh, in Columbia. And so it was like, you could gather there, but it wasn't a priority district. So there wasn't any paid gathering going on. Basically they looked at our district and they're like, well, those guys will gather enough for free no matter what. So we're going to deprioritize that district and just kind of cut a lot of the momentum from the machine to us at all. Um, and we were kind of left stranded. And a lot of the guys at that time went off to do the tomato model stuff. You know, even some of the guys that were brand new that found us when we started Midmo normal, they came up from Jeff city just to kind of get a piece of it. And then they went it uh, ended up going off and uh, collecting signatures on the full full legalization tomato model regulation style, uh, which, you know, obviously, I've said that as many times. My heart is with that. Yes. Obviously, that's the correct way to do it. But it's just so politically unviable that, you know, we we know where the cards were laying and, you know. Yeah. It, there's never been a state so far that hasn't had a medical program first and it's just like a a precedent already heavily set um for better or for worse so i mean i never i never was mad at the tomato model guys like a lot of the people we worked with thought those guys were like crazy and full of shit you know and which was just i think wrong yeah uh it really divided a lot of the cannabis people in the state yeah um Obviously, a lot of people don't want to sign up for a card and be on a list and this and that. So, uh, you know, all their concerns and all their objections were right and they were correct, you know. It, is, it was just an unfortunate. But but um, that disillusionment led to us, not really. We just, like, the tanks emptied, you know. We, yeah. We didn't uh, make as many meetings. We stopped doing the show. We stopped, you know, kind of got off the beaten path. Yeah, we were having all kinds of events and fundraisers before that, and just always on the go. That was a bummer, but... but it's different days now, so yeah. we kind of want to... The reason we're bringing things back into uh, swing is because, really, of the community out there, and, you know, I've said this also before, so I don't want to sound like a broken record, but Fletcher got us back going on the streams, on the podcasts, uh, first by yeah. having us guest with him and carolyn on hog story and so ever since i've just been digging into the other podcasts that are around uh the kind of no agenda fans that have made them and some of them i don't still know some of them aren't 100 percent public yet uh some of them have been around for ages like hog story and dh unplugged uh the grumpy old bins i think is relatively newer they're like in the 70s episodes i think i was on 78 i want to say um so i just kind of want to grow within that i want the show to be a canvas really i mean we bring something to the table we bring the theme we bring what it is and what it is can evolve based on all of you guys that listen to it whether it's later on whether it's live uh through the voicemail through the chat through email um even through the website, I think there's comments. If not, there eventually will be, I think, a comment option. All of this is a work in progress, but really what I'm trying to say in this part is uh, you can help shape us to whatever you want to see or hear from us. So we're definitely open to that. And that was kind of 
where I want the show in the future to go is sort of a, you know, up together kind of thing. You know, grow together. You know. That's, just, that's, just, that's all. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being in the smoker with us, so. And yeah, seriously, thanks again, Fletch and Carolyn. You kicked our asses back into gear. Now we're here with bowl after bowl. So speaking of our lovely uh, ways to get a hold of us and interact with us, let's uh, queue up a little voicemailage. All right. We have a few voicemails that came in. If you want to leave it again, the number is 816-607-3663. Here's our first one tonight. future episodes I've been waiting I just didn't know I just didn't know you were out there and now I do so party yeah yeah all right you guys rock on smoke on Mwah. bye thank you thank you Quirkass. yes love and light and positive radiational vibrations and wall right back to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a squeaky one. Squeaky moi. <laughs> you want to hear another one? Yeah, sure. I love to hear the voicemail. Um, hi. This is Bob Belcher. I don't <laughs> know what you want me to hit. <laughs> but I found this podcast on my daughter Tina's podcast player All right. device. I didn't even know she knew anything about computers, honestly. Does that mean she gets high now? Oh God, she has. She doesn't. She's not a nudist, is she? Uh oh. That's. Has Tina seen your message stripper titties? Oh, God. Tina! You know, Bob, there have been a few new subscribers on the old OnlyFans. <laughs> That's where it's coming from. Cartoon characters are now subscribing to the OnlyFans. That's fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Belcher. <laughs> You want to hear another one? Hey, hit me. Hey, Lionhelm here. Good luck keeping the uh, babies out of the hands of the doctors that are trying to just make too many bucks out of what should be just a natural process. Yes, thank you so much. Everyone, I just finished a postpartum doula training workshop. Like, oh man, I guess it was like a month ago. But yes, I had a midwife with both my children 
there is way too much money in the birthing industry and too much corruption and no like no listening to the moms it's it's such a frightening experience for so many women and you know just trying to make it the loving joyful experience that it's supposed to be and help women adjust to their new roles as moms definitely so yeah so i guess for those who don't know yet and i don't think we've talked about this ever maybe we mentioned it once but both our kids were born at home in our house and we just had a midwife uh i was a i was kind of the doula i guess you'd say yeah um so we didn't have like a hired doula but um it's funny because when we told people about that we were gonna do it a lot of the people who were like, oh, I could never do that, they would like, it was inevitable. They would be like, I could never do that. That would freak me out. And then they'd start telling a hospital birth horror story. And uh, like, and every time it didn't really like give us any anxiety because we were like, well, yeah, that's kind of the ex- like some of the situations we're trying to avoid, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, you remember people would come up to me and say like, oh, I'd be too scared to have a baby at home. Mm-hmm. And I used to always say, well, you know what? I think you were so brave for going to the hospital because that's something I'm too scared to do. <laughs> I don't have, like, hospital anxiety, but, like, if I can get it done without a hospital, most of the times I'm trying to do that, you know? Yeah. Cost like, alone, too. Like, once I break a bone, I'm going to the hospital, you know? But, you know, other things you can just take care of. A lot of things you can... And, and birth is one that people don't really think of. Birth is sort of like, what do people think? Base and baseline, they think water breaks, rush to the hospital. Emergency. Water breaks, rush to the hospital, there's an emergency. Yes. No. <laughs> it's not? Birth's not? I a, just, you, think, you don't think birth is an emergency? I don't think so. It takes, it's such a process. I mean, maybe yeah. it's. An emergency oh, of yes. the baby. An emergency. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would freak me out to have other people stressed out around me too. That's why I had to tell you like way before we had kids, hey, when we have babies, they're gonna be born naturally, ideally at home. Because uh, hospital stress is too much for me. I I cannot picture laboring in a car. Laboring is very uncomfortable. And I think it's so important for women to have the freedom to move around, to make whatever sounds they need to make, and just to be comfortable. Like, try to find comfort. And what's more comfortable than your own home, your own bedroom? You know, it's like your baby's born, you immediately can crawl into your own familiar, comfortable bed. It's an ideal situation, in my opinion. And as I was saying, costs... A hospital birth costs upwards of $20,000. Getting a midwife is going to be less than five grand. And that maybe with a doula, too. Sure. It's way more affordable. A lot of insurances are starting to refund, well, not a lot, but, you know, some of them are starting to refund midwives. But, or cover, whatever the word is. But yes, so if you know anyone, that's having a baby and they want some like postpartum doula help help with breastfeeding or even like bottle feeding um adjusting bonding with their baby um i'm a postpartum doula now and i can do virtual meetings too so it doesn't matter where you are 
we can meet virtually and talk and I can give you some resources and tips and tricks and help you out. And you know, if I gotta refer you to someone else, I've got tons of resources. Winning, winning. Yes, thank you again for your voicemail. Really appreciate it. And if you are listening in the smoker right now and you want to leave us a voicemail, I'll give you that number again. It's 816-607-3663. Beautiful, beautiful. Man, this chair always lets me down. It's literally dropping (laughs) as I'm sitting (laughs) talking here. (laughs) In a literal sense, it lets you down. Yes, it literally lets me down. Don't let me down. I don't really have that queued up, but oh. that would have been pretty slick. I right? was thinking, don't let me down, chair. Don't let me down, chair. Don't let me down. Yeah, anyway. Well, I guess that's a cue to stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> What else? Oh, Missouri lawmakers, they rejected the coolest amendment to a health care bill that has ever come before them. Uh-oh. It was uh, put up by Representative Andrew McDaniel, who's a Republican from the boot heel, and it would have required House members to consume, quote, a substantial amount of weed before performing their legislative duties. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, how did this get proposed? Well, they're at, at putting on a bunch of amendments to a health care bill. Ah, uh, I see. So he proposed it as an amendment, <laughs> and they were doing voice votes. And he says he heard quite a few eyes. Aye. No, hey, I would have, hey, yes. <laughs> I think that's, that's a great idea. So where's this joker from? Uh, he is the Dunklin Pemiscot County. I told you it's the boot heel. The boot He's heel. originally from Arkansas. That sounds about right. Yeah. Them good old boys down the boot heel. Yeah, he said he just wanted to make everyone laugh. Hey, now, I'm going to propose, y'all, that we're going to uh, take a few hits to the Tokarino before we get started <laughs> with regular business. We just need to make that requirement. <laughs> you, uh, you might remember him because in 2018, he actually sponsored a um, constitutional amendment for medical marijuana. Oh, sure. Of course, the bill that ended up getting voting in was a lot more comprehensive. Right. But, hey. He was one of the sponsors of the legislative uh, attempt. Yes. Well, yeah. My kind of guy, man. Well, I know. He's at a party, dude. He, maybe, uh, maybe he took those lobbyists to heart when we all went there <laughs> after coming back from Cannabis Cup. Or maybe he's just a good old boy who knows. Yeah. I like to think that. And we need more people like that representing us. Uh-oh. I bumped something and now my mic is making a garbly noise. Are you rumbling? I'm rumbling. I'm rumbling. But I'm not ready to rumble. Okay. I think I got it fixed. Beautiful. Yeah. Where did that rumble sneak in from? I do not know. I moved slightly and upset the equilibrium. That'll teach him to move slightly. I was trying to pick up my steel reserve. 
finishing these bad boys off. The House of Reps approved an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act, which would allow service members to use hemp and CBD products. Hmm. Because uh, back in February, the Department of Defense said they could not. But now, of course, they would you know, have to get into Senate and pass. Right, exactly. But Tulsi sponsored that one. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Coming through on the weed issues. Yeah. Hemp and CBD. I mean, come on. Like a CBD solve, you're not allowed to use a solve. Take a little <laughs> drop of the CBD tincture. You know. And you're serving for us. You already know that, like, talking about CBD is so annoying to me. I don't know why. I don't really. I just. I guess I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. There's a lot of people. A lot of people I've even met, talked to, like, I know personally that, like, are really, like, they use CBD. It, like, helps them. They're like, I, it helps me. Yeah. It fucking knocks it out, this and this. I've never really had any, uh, definitely not any effect and certainly, like, n- no benefits or anything. There's a few times where I've been like, oh, like, for instance, my ankle, uh, when it was hurt and healing. I was like, well, you know, maybe a little CBD might do anything. I've just never experienced any sort of like relief or, um, change at all. I've smoked some CBD joints. I've eaten some gummies that were goom goom. Yeah. They don't taste great. Mm. Even tasted like weed, really. Yeah. You know, but. And smoking the joint was like, then nothing smelled happened. and tasted like you're smoking weed, but. Then nothing happened. It just makes you wonder how much is placebo and how much is helpful and how much is, uh, you know, it could be like a nocebo for me since I smoked weed for a long time. Maybe I expect this like euphoric side effect and that when that doesn't happen, then nothing else happens in my brain. It could be like a nocebo, like I'm blocking it from being effective. I don't really know. I'm just pondering it. But every time... It comes to CBD, the reason it's kind of sort of irritating to me is because it feels like a uh, an extra step. Yes. It's like wearing underwear. It's just like another <laughs> step that's unnecessary. Oh, like. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like the whole plant. Whole plant, people. Whole plant. Cannabidiol, nice. just like one little thing extracted out nice. of it. I think you should absolutely be able to get this CBD-only stuff. A lot of people can't handle the high at all, which is another aspect. Um, also, my dad really doesn't like it. It's not like he can't handle it. It's just like most times he doesn't really like it or he's not in the mood or he's not like, you know, yeah, there's like a paranoia factor that a lot of people talk about, but it's a little more subtle than that. But I know what they're saying. Like the anxiety that's associated with it can sometimes be, if not overwhelming, then just like annoying, just like something that you'd rather not, you know, makes it not worth it for him, which I totally get that. You should totally have access to CBD. Um, but I swear, like, if the Fed and the government are like, well, we made the CBD fine. What do you want? Like, I'm going to be pissed. I'm yeah, like, exactly. What the fuck do I want? I want the whole plant. Like, that's nice. You should be able to get the CBD if, like, works for you and that's what you want. Like, Agreed. You know, obviously. And you can. You already can. 50 state legal, they swear to me. But you... 
We just need the whole plant. What is this schedule one? What is this nonsense? What are they doing to my bud? Bud. Outlaw on a plant. Stupid. No, my gusta is what I'm trying to say. No. And then with the 50 state legal thing, I'm not even sure how true that is. Because the farm bill in 2018, right, that made hemp okay, but... Right. You don't get CBD from hemp. You need a... It's a... Uh, all of the plant, right? Because of the CBD craze and because of prohibition in general, all these different definitions have been kind of clusterfucked now to where, like, people call CBD hemp as well. And I suppose mm. there's a there's a sense where that's true. There is CBD present in the hemp stock and the hemp. And, you like, there are cannabinoids in all parts of the plant. But... The difference is, like, their concentrations and where they're concentrated at. And, like, the THC is present in all parts of the plant. You can find it. It's in there. But it's concentrated in the crystals that grow on the buds that are produced by the buds. And so that's obviously why you grow flour and smoke flour, and that works. Um, With CBD, now they're saying it's like a hemp extract. So now, Mm. like, you can grow a female marijuana plant <clears throat> that has been selectively bred to be low in THC content so it has less than I don't know what the arbitrary number that they picked like is is it 0.3 THC content um, and then it's considered just CBD then it's considered just CBD but there's an also like a new legal definition of hemp also never used oh. before so basic hemp is just hemp it's like a wild weed it's hemp and it's the you know the male flowers of yeah. the of the wheat plant. I mean, I just uh, think of paper the male and, and the ropes. Oz, Oz is pointing out that it's the male and the female. It's basically the plant that has been grown for its stalks, for its you know, it's not for its buds or nothing. You wouldn't worry about a hemp going to seed. That's a good thing because it's making hemp seed, but it's not producing these fat, heavily THC crystally smokes. And it's also not bred selectively for that if you're making a hemp crop. So hemp is hemp is weed. It's the same stuff. But its purpose is sort of more for the material fibers of the plant. The stalk, the things that you can make into rope and cloth and things like that. So now there's an extra definition of hemp, which is like a CBD source is now considered mm-hmm. hemp. Hemp is pot basically pot that doesn't have a thc content that's recognizable or readable and i think that's also why they they chose that definition because that's like the minimal amount that will pop a positive on the standard field test or something like that um whole plant whole plant man whole plant i mean Um, missouri was one of the functioning cbd only medical states for a while yeah, our CBD law when it rolled out was incredibly restrictive. So there were only two producers in the state, both yeah. both over in St. Charles area. There was only one qualifying condition was intractable epilepsy. Now I think that's since been expanded in a few legislative sessions to include other um, other conditions. But really, it started off with like 
six or seven people, seven, six or seven, basically kids with seizures. Yeah. That were approved and that had been directly lobbying to get the thing in place in the first place, even. But, you know, according to that definition of hemp in the state of Missouri, you know, none of this other CBD product should be legal according to that state law. But there's just not like a... Right. It's either they don't know or they don't want to. There's not really a lot of political cover to prosecute something like that. I don't really even think they'd know how to bring it about. Uh, I heard anecdotally from one guy who runs a local CD, CBD shop. He said that he's been... Uh, he's had co- stuff confiscated like two or three different times, but that they like ended up giving it back to him each time because they couldn't figure out what to do with it because it, you know it's not popping any THC tests. So then it's not weed. Well, well, yeah, essentially they can't prove it's weed. Okay. Especially when the guy's saying, "Well, it's not THC weed; it's hemp. It's fifty state legal." You know, this guy. It's yeah. it's like one of those things where you repeat it often enough, and they don't know how to prosecute it. It just becomes the truth. You know. Yeah. At least in my summation, and like I, I call our attorney buddy who runs the, um, Mid Missouri Normal stuff, or the the Missouri Normal stuff, I should say, at the state level. Dan V, because I was like, maybe I just missed something. Maybe something went through, and I just don't know on the federal level because I'm not like eagle eyeing it. And he was like, no, no, those guys are just wild westing it. Well, set it up. This was after you walked by a head shop that was selling QPs behind the counter. Right. Well, <laughs> I went into my local head shop downtown because I needed, I don't know, my stem broke or something. I didn't. I was already feeling kind of like an old man because I hadn't been in the head shop for so long. been like a couple of years even. And I walk in and there's like a, like Lorian said, there's a quap behind the glass and a big bag with a $1,600 price tag on it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? These guys are selling weed right here in the open. <laughs> I was like, what's this, dude? He's like, oh, that's CBD. CBD, huh? CBD, it's 50 state legal, yeah. I was like, could have fooled me, fuck. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. And Veet said they're Wild West in it, so. I think as far as the state is concerned, so that, the, I have to assume that some federal change was made, and I still haven't, like, I've I've tried to find what was going on. Yeah. And research it. Um, and if anybody hears this and is like, you idiot, they changed the federal guidelines, you can email me at spencer at bowl after bowl dot com and inform me what I am trying to find here but it's like uh, I think I think federal guidelines changed at least on how they treat or enforce it and it had to be probably three or four years ago somewhere in that timeline uh, all I can think of is that 2018 farm bill which was hemp but yeah but you're talking about a statewide change Right. Oh yeah. Sorry, you're uh, talking federal. I'm looking for a federal. I'm I'm looking for a federal change on this one. This is the only thing that would make sense. But even though there's a federal change, the state law in this case still would oversee or supersede it because the state law defines hemp extract, uh, and the definition isn't that anyone can walk in and get it without a license and without. You know, you have to have, like, provable conditions. You have to be registered. You have to have all this. And you can only buy it from two producers. So 
with all the CBD places that are in operation right now, none of that's none of that's true. They're all operating outside of the Missouri State CBD, um, which is just interesting. Obviously, I don't want all the CBD things shut down. That's not even like where I'm going with this. It's just kind of wild what happened um, in the market, just in the like what's available to the public to buy was kind of a wild change. Um, and I think it, yet again, it kind of muddies the waters. It's, it's a simpler clean cut to just say, all right, like it's all legal and here's CBD weed and here's like THC weed, but you know, it's all available. It's all here. It's available to the public. If you want to slap some kind of stupid age requirement on it, I suppose that that's like in order, but, um, Hey, I just have to interject. The farm bill was federal. Oh, the farm bill was federal. Yeah, 2018. Okay. Let's see, it says, Hemp is defined in the legislation as the cannabis plant, with one key difference. Hemp cannot contain more than 0.3% of THC. Mm-hmm. So they so they set that as the federal definition of, of hemp, among other things in that bill? Yes. Interesting. But I think that's the change. Sure. Yeah, that's funny. It's just funny how it, like, rolled out into these business models. I mean, a lot of people even were doing the uh, Facebook, like, makeup salesman-type gig, only it's CBD. It's CBD, yeah. You know? It's like my cousin sells CBD on Facebook to people, that kind of thing. Yeah, you go to that little town square fall festival, and there's a CBD tent. It's wild. It's just a different world, you know? It just changed so suddenly, and, like, in a time where I was, like total thumb off the pulse you know i was like i was not following anything you know so yeah. just tend to walk in and see like whoa well yeah 2018 for me that's when i became pregnant or was pregnant and i just exited off social media to shut everything down i was like i'm listening to no agenda and that's it <laughs> i gotta keep my sanity keep this amygdala small <laughs> like me small like you well, while we're on the CBD thing, there was a uh, FDA recall for a Florida CBD brand called MHR Brands after the Florida Department of Health found lead in their products. Ooh. Yeah, not good. Now, there haven't been any like cases or problems reported yet, but, you know. Seriously, bro. They, uh, their companies, they have a bunch of companies, and some of them are, they're mostly, like, pet products, <laughs> which makes it even sadder. Yeah. <laughs> but their companies are Tasty Drops, Perfect, Perfect, no. Perfect. It's Perfect, my handwriting's oh, a mess. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we gotta write down Perfect as a little brand idea. Though, there you go. That is pretty good. <laughs> it's Perfect. Yeah, Perford, made by hemp, herbal renewals, Barkley Bistro, a clean choice. Ooh, <laughs> that name did not age well. BC Hemp, Boost IV Hydration, and Acadia Farms. Which I remember Acadia. I remember Acadia as well, yeah. Cannabis Cup. But, um, yeah, so, so if you've got some CBD products by that company, check it out they've been recalled so those were all of the recall companies that they found lead in yes lead nice yeah 
Yeah, total disaster. Man, those uh, we have friends who swear by the CBD dog treats. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had gotten some from the when we went to the cannabis cup to try with our doggos. And one of our dogs in particular was hit by a car um, like almost a decade ago. And so he's always had problems and stiffness and has to go see a canine chiropractor. Um, but we decided to try the CBD treats on him to see if he, you know, if it helped with, like, I don't know, anti-inflammation or something. He didn't really show any results. And then we had seen those, like, CBD dog treats at one of those hippie groceries. One of those little shops that the midwife would send us to. The Whole Foods and, or something? Yeah, something. I don't think it was Whole Foods, but something like that. And your sister had a very hyperactive dog at the time. And so we were like, well, this is the ultimate test. They had, like, the stoner-looking dog on the cover of the treat. You remember that? Yeah. It was just, like, one little bar, one little dog treat in a wrapper. And it was, like, relaxation for your pooch or something. And so we decided to try it on that dog. It did not calm him down. That Mm -hmm. dog was high-strung, though. Yeah, he was one of the more nutso dogs I've met. Yeah. So had a certain spunk, I guess you could say. <laughs> For sure. Rest in peace, little Joey. <laughs> I think in a lot of cases it... Uh, I mean, a dog's behavior is extremely affected by the people around it, especially the pack leader, master of the house, whatever you want to call it. Alpha. Uh, so if... Yes, R.I.P. Joey. Um, thank you, Ducky. Uh, yes, so if if the owner's behavior changes, if the owner is confident that giving him these CBD treats will finally calm the dog down, then, like, in a lot of ways that clears the way mentally and emotionally for the owner, not the dog necessarily, but the owner to allow the dog to be calm. And, you know, the behavior you expect, it's almost like a part self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like a placebo effect, but not for the dog, for the owner, in that the owner says oh this will work and then like the dog feels that energy of like oh this makes me calm like you can just you know yeah i, I think that i think that's a factor of it they also and the dog ones are more notorious for this for f- testing incredibly lower than their advertised uh contents sure but i i read stories all the time about cbd's stuff getting sent to labs and like the average it comes back is like 60% of what it says on the package of, of what it contains. So, I don't know. It's a lot of, I mean, people cut stuff. People, you know, it's a money thing in the end. And it's also, I'm sure, depending on what kind of extract you're working with, it's going to be really tough to measure the concentration of this in your product throughout. You know, when you're talking yeah. about something like a cannabinoid, you know, that's like... You can get that in a dense spot or in a, like a really, you know, not so dense, like a kind of weak spot, you know. Yeah. Especially who knows what machinery you're using to pump out these treats. Like, I would imagine it'd be pretty hard to like mass produce some kind of CBD product and also like get the potency super dialed in. I'm sure it can be done too. Oh, but yeah. it, it would take a certain, uh, certain fine tuning. Well, the FDA released some draft guidelines 
on uh, research for developing cannabis drugs for drug manufacturers. The White House reviewed it, approved it for public release, so you can go check it out online. You can leave comments. The public you know. comment is always a great opportunity. It's not taking anything off schedule one, obviously, so... Yeah. Yeah. There's also two House bills that would um, require the FDA to allow CBD as a dietary supplement. Nice. Yep. So, CBD, 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 CBD. It's all CBD. (laughs) Huge victories for CBD these days. Meanwhile, we'll be opening up dispensaries for THC in this state this year. Yes. One is open now, I think. So there's another uh, another step closer. Now, one is one grow. selling or one just growing? No, just growing. Mm-hmm. None. Of, I don't think any dispensaries have opened yet. No. Because obviously, got to wait till everything is harvestable. Yep. Got to grow the plants first. <laughs> and they just started growing the plants in like one place? Yes. So St. Far. Louis. Belief. They're the company right, that also right, right. was growing the CBD. Yeah, they're, they're so ahead they're, of the curve for sure. Yes. They have the fast track when it comes to... Selling weed products in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We talked about them a little bit on the last episode. That's right. They said they're anticipating growing like eight to 10,000 pounds of marijuana in the first year. Marijuana. Marijuana. Nothing to Mary Jane. Now. Ducky has requested a song. Oh? Yeah. I gotta pull my chat up. That you play a song. Do, do, do. Where did it come from? It came oh, from the smoke. Oh, oh, just an open song request. Yeah, you should have told me that. That's what I said. Should, oh, said. My, okay, so my computer setup is awful right now. Yeah, we did mention this briefly on the last show, but yeah. we are going to have to re-rearrange. Re-re-re-re-arrange. <laughs> anyway, here's a tune for you. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. With your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Play the show, we're pausing the song. Pause the show, we're playing a song. That's right. Flipping it all around. Did you know there's already one FDA approved like weed uh canna pill? It's a Marinol, right? Uh, well, I don't know if Marinol is FDA approved. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, because they're giving out scripts for that. Okay, well this one's C B D though. Oh <laughs> no, to bring Jesus. it back. I know I know. Okay. Imagine when that. C B D pharma pill. When you Google it. People also ask, top Google, is Marinol the same as CBD? What is no. Marinol prescribed for? Oh. Dronabinol is used to treat nausea and vomiting caused by cancer chemo. It's usually used when other drugs to control nausea and vomiting have not been successful. So it's another one of those, uh, what do they call that? Uh, A trial drug? Intractable, I think they call it. Oh. Where, oh. where you've tried other things and it's not worked. Uh, yes. You have to try three other drugs 
Dronabinol is also used to treat loss of appetite and weight loss in patients with HIV. Hmm. Uh, and that's what is marketed under Marinol. The actual name of the drug is Dronabinol. Yeah, don't grow, don't grow plants. Take this pill. Take this pill because you're ill. I bet you didn't <laughs> even know. I uh, I do know one thing, Marinol. <laughs> Giving me a fucking headache. <laughs> Dude, we did. I forgot that we had tried Marinol one time. Uh, oh my goodness that gracious. That's awful. It's definitely like, uh, it was like eating tainted brownies, kind of. It was like kind of an edible type of high, but one that was like, it even felt synthetic. It felt yeah. like dirty. Yeah. And not in a good way. No. I just remember laying in bed being like, I do not feel good. <laughs> I want to smoke some weed. <laughs> but uh, Marinol is FDA approved to, oh. to answer that original question. Gosh. But use a plant. No, no, no. No, no, no. But yeah, this other no, one I had no, brought, up, no, no. brought up is Epidiolex. And it's for children with seizures. <laughs> CBD oh, okay. pill. Oh, CBD is one ingredient. In the mix. A PDLX, hmm. like with an E? Yeah. Ah, yes. Cannabidiol. CBD. People also ask. ask <laughs> is Epidolex? Epidiolex? I'm thinking a I'm saying it. I said Epidiolex. Epidiolex. <laughs> Who knows? I'm guessing Epidiolex. Since it's cannabidiol. Dio. Dio. I'm but uh, I don't know what 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 the fuck do I know? And with all of that, I'm doing fine. Just keeping it, keeping it. Epidiolex. is <laughs> is Epidiolex the same as CBD oil? That's the top question. People apparently, according to Google. Um. And basically, explanation is that Epidiolex is the brand name for a pharmaceutical-grade cannabidiol oil product produced hmm. by Greenwich, whereas other CBD, hemp, and medical marijuana products available may contain small amounts of THC. <laughs> no. I, I very much doubt. Very much doubt, but that's okay. Well, speaking of THC... Speak of it. There was a Harvard study recently conducted that found THC can be detected in semen. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. I didn't think that was that surprising, but... They're going to nut test you? Yeah, that's the thing about THC. It's like, it's fat-soluble, so it just binds to the lipids and fats and sticks there forever, wherever. That's why I like... You can piss dirty for so long, yeah. even after you stop smoking for a long time. You can piss dirty, or you can piss clean and then like burn a serious amount of fat that you have stored somewhere for some reason. Maybe you are doing a longer fast. Maybe you do some high intensity cardio or whatever. But for every reason you burn those fat storages, you <laughs> could like all of a sudden be p- pissing dirty again when you piss clean. Wow, that is the nature of the THC it gets in you and stays in you. Rawr. 
And so, yeah, I guess it makes sense that it can find its way into the nut eventually. What are the implications? What are the implications? I don't know. THC. I guess the implications could be you could have like a... Conception. Stoner baby. Stoner baby. High from the moment of conception. A... Got some. My mind is blown. I'm trying to recover. <laughs> <laughs> I know there were like 12 people in the study, I think, and they said two couldn't produce like large enough amounts of semen to be tested. But these guys all said they were daily weed smokers for the past five years. So, oh man, that's a study that would have been fun to participate in. Right? Like, yeah, I smoke weed. Yeah, I'll jack off, <laughs> and you pay me. That would have been pretty perfect. And they're like, sir, there's THD in your semen. You're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got <laughs> there. I, <don't> <laughs> I only had to check off the box. It said I've been smoking for five years daily. Yeah, I mean, there's an element to that, huh? Yeah, that's all right. Especially in the smoker. In the smoker, you have to. You kind of have no choice because you're like... You're going to get a contact high. We're all sitting in here. Like, There's a good bit of us in the smoker and the smoking, smoker, smoking. So if you're not, like, you're still in there getting secondhand smoking. You're still smoking in the smoker. It's a hot box of smoke of all sorts. It'd be fun to have a smoker smoke off someday. I was thinking about that. Right before the show, I had like a cigarette and I was looking at my smoker, thinking about the smoker, and thinking, damn. And I got three butts in the fridge, too, so. Yes. Butt sale. <laughs> the butts <laughs> are cheap right now at the grocery store. They're 99 cents a pound. That's my, like, get them, get them number. Ducky's high AF, just so you know. Hey, Ducky, you high AF. Oh, that little baby. If she posted. You know. <laughs> you have that Rogan one? I've got a few different things. I would oh, do you, one. <laughs> you always think that, that one's the best. It's so funny. I remember hearing it. Yes. <laughs> it just kills me. I remember watching Rugen here in that part and just being like, oh. <laughs> Excuse me? What? That's nice, though. I mean, I'm sure there's some crazy ass drugs, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, just blunts. Just blunts. <laughs> A blunt, I do. And this coffee. <laughs> Ba-bow. There was some super juicy clips of Adam when he did the JRE. And Fletcher did all the work of isolating them. Thank you, Fletcher. <laughs> Just a treasure trove. I don't think you missed any either. They're all great in there. Um, Tom Woods show I was listening to. I didn't get through all of it, but I got through a bit of it. The Tom Woods that um, Adam just did recently. And it's worth a listen for sure. Because he goes into a lot of the early, well, he talks about his early radio and MTV days, 
but he also talks about the early days of the show and the podcast and how it turned into what it is, which is cool. It was like an interesting, you know, he's, he said all this over and over again on the show over time, but it's cool to have it kind of comprehensively laid out in like a TLDR kind of way. Um, the full show is under an hour, I think. But, uh, the problem was that he's on a Skype connection. So it's like harder to clip, you know, when you have these juicy, like perfectly mic'd clips of Adam and you're used to hearing him like just milky. And then he comes across on a Skype connection and, you know, it's like just going to be, there's only so good a Skype connection can get, you know? Yeah. Dang. Darren O'Neill used it a clean feed, which I don't know, man, that sounded pretty crispy. Now, Adam really dials in the Skype. I'm pretty sure they still use Skype this yeah. day. And uh, John always sounds like super crispy, but not a lot of people have that touch. And I think the Tom Wood show is included in that. It just didn't sound sort of like the Skype quality that it got uh, well, that he can get John up to, you know. Yeah, they set a high bar. There's also maybe something about Dvorak's voice that works better for the Skype call, too, you know. Hmm. I just thought about it. Maybe I'm just, uh... Oh, shit. Chugging away on this beer, how are you doing on the steel? Oh, I'm working on it. Kansas Steel. Cans of Steel in Kansas City. That's how it goes down, you know? Hey, you bought them, I'll drink them. You want to hear another weed story? Let me hear a weed story. Weed story. Not like a storytelling story, but a little news clip update. So there's activists in Portland, Maine, who filed a proposed ballot measure to repeal the cap on the number of marijuana dispensaries they can have. Hell Hmm. yeah. Freedom. Open it up, I say. Yeah. I also saw... You know, I take these numbers with a grain of salt, but there was an estimate that by 2024, weed would be a $130 billion industry here. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Sounds about right. We just need those federal changes, man. Mm. Mm. They're saying that the soundboard isn't very loud in the mix. Oh. <laughs> That's bull. It's probably me on the slider down here. I tell you, man, that's the best thing for my body. Some of these sound hot. Some of these sound not. I'm definitely going to have to normalize it in post. <sighs> We're still dialing in things. Every single clip has kind of its own individual volume, and some of them come in real hot, some of them not so much. So I've been trying to tweak them as I go here. Dog shake. Lucy shook from her. Head to her tail, which is always a good sign. Head to toes. Yeah, I'm need not... a general boost on the thing. Here, let's see what that does oh, for you. It's going to be so loud in my headphones now. Pull the headphones back. I should be doing it in a different way that doesn't affect the headphones. Is that a little better? We're testing let's, on the fly we'll here. Testing on the fly. Shout it out. Shout it out. Guys, I'm fucking hammered. 
How are these levels? Leveling the levels out. No idea. But figure it out and post. Absolutely. Fix play what we the have post to. show. Speaking of the post show, we're going to wind things down. I did want to talk a little bit about um, the website. You can check it out, bullafterbull.com. Get the episodes up now. And so uh, the thing that we've been doing since we came back from hiatus is we've been doing the show on Tuesday nights at 10. And then um, during the week, it's usually either Friday night or Saturday during the day, I'll post the previous episode from the archives. So... Um, like this will be 31 and then I'll post like 24 or 23, something like that, uh, during the week. So that's kind of how the format's going. It looks weird on Podbean, but I fixed it on our website. So you don't even have to use Podbean anymore. You can just go straight to bullafterbowl.com to get all these episodes. I'm going to be working on adding them to podcatchers in the future. And we're going to be trying to, uh, also figure out ways to get Bitcoin going in a way that doesn't require us to use a static address. Um, but what we do have up and running, which is kind of interesting, if anybody uses the Brave browser, then you might already be familiar with this, but Brave is a, it's built on the Google Chrome browser, but it's uh, kind of a privacy-centric browser. You can read about it if you just Google the Brave browser. Uh, some of you may be familiar. But they also have a program uh, called Brave Rewards where you can, uh, opt in and turn on um, pop-up ads and they pay you out basically for looking at these ads. It's called a basic attention token or BAT, B-A-T. So kind of the purpose of BAT was to um, make sure people were being rewarded for their ad usage or using, you know, incentivizing people to look at ads and uh, then giving people also a way to tip content creators on websites so ours is now a uh, brave verified creator so what that means is if you already use brave and you know what i'm talking about and you have bat like right now i've been running it for a while so i have like close to 200 bat just from seeing ads in my various browsers it's on all my different machines so i usually am running brave but uh you can now send a tip or a monthly contribution using that bat that you generate for free through that program and that's all available just in the Brave browser. That little delta triangle that you usually click on to see like your rewards and stuff. If you navigate to bowl after bowl and then click that little delta triangle, it'll show you how to do that and allow you to send tips or monthly contributions and stuff. Uh, I believe it lets you send a little note. But if not, because I haven't tested it yet. So if not, you know, you can always feel free to mail your notes to, to Spencer at bowl after bowl. Or Lorian at Bull After Bull. That's right. We're doing the value for battle. Value. value. Oh. Choke it. <laughs> Choke it, why don't you? <laughs> My board exploded. Yeah. I'm going to explode. Take two. Well, anyway, we're trying to do some value for value for you guys. So if you get any value out of the show, you know, let us know. Leave a voicemail, drop an email, send a tip, a donation, whatever. Say hi in the smoker. I love the bat thing because 
it's uh, something that I had generated a lot of, and I'm always like, what do I do with this shit? Like, I don't even, it accumulates, I don't know where to send it. A lot of the websites that I've seen haven't even been ones you can send it to, you know? Like, I don't I don't know how many people even do that, to be honest, but it was easy to set up, so we're very fine now, um, if that's something that you already participate in. Cool. Yeah, you just taught me about it the other day. Yeah, it's uh, it's out there, man. Excellent. So we are going to outro. All right. This has been uh, Spencer Pearson. Yeah, and Lorian. And uh, <laughs> just the Lorian. Just the over Lorian. here. We're coming at you at Fever Region Seven. May your bowls burn ever brighter. <laughs>